Yeah, it, it felt like a short prison sentence or something. I know it, it it was not like that. It was more like unsung Su Chi rather than Nelson Mandela, you know? Campbell Buse, ladies and gentlemen, to open this new episode of The Low Season, a podcast about tour guides navigating a pandemic. My name is Wouter Bernhardt, a tour guide in Berlin. And like many of you, I sometimes don't know what to do with myself, which is totally fine. Jeez, don't be so hard on yourself. Be lethargic. Lie on the couch, stare out of the window, ask yourself why, why me, and what, what now? Be bored, be incredibly bored, be so bored until you can't take it no more. And then, maybe then you can start to puzzle together what has been formerly known as your life on the streets. For this episode, I spoke to Campbell Buse, who's on the other side of the world right now, far and further away from Berlin. I then couldn't get to Germany because I don't have um, permanent residency. We'll talk about his flight from Bangkok. We were leaving, they said, this is the last flight. And his 14-day isolation in a house in the suburbs of Melbourne. The internet was just terrible. Like, I know I shouldn't complain. Like, I I wasn't in like a government quarantine or anything like that, but it was like dial-up, 56K. I present to you Campbell Buse. Um, how's it going? Uh, it's going all right, man. Um, what's up? I don't know. Like, uh, woke up, had some beans and toast, um, some coffee. That's what I had for lunch. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Baked beans. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good stuff, man. Baked beans. Oh, love it. I, to be honest, I, I'm not the biggest fan, but today I just had it and I was like, you know, it's, it's decent. I, I think I've, I've been avoiding it unnecessarily. So, so you, uh, you just told me you had dinner. I just had breakfast. Something is up here. Tell me. Um, it's a, it's, it's. Um, I'm in Australia. You knew that, right? I, I kind of thought something was up from you using sort of saying like your time or my time, but I didn't know exactly where you were. Yeah, I'm in Australia. Where in Australia? Melbourne. How's, uh, how's Melbourne doing these days? It would be difficult to describe uh, anything beyond the room that I was in for 14 days um, and the small impressions that I've gotten just from going and picking up fish and chips tonight, like where there didn't seem to be that many people around. I got some, you, you sent me some messages. Oh, I've got really shitty internet connection. I can't do a chat with you right now. Yeah. And I had, I had really no idea what was going on. Could you maybe explain what, what, what your situation has been like in the past 14 days? Uh, okay, so uh, like, I mean, I, I guess I should go back a little bit. Uh, um, okay, well, just the last 14 days. Tell me, tell me your, tell me your story. Tell me your story. Sure, sure. So... Um, to really understand my story, you need to go back, um, <laughs> no, for, to probably about this time last year, um, I, I actually, I started this degree called the Global Studies Program. Uh, for the degree, I've been, um, I did an internship in Beirut before that, and then, and then I was in Berlin, and then, um, and then I went to Buenos Aires. Uh, and then came back to Berlin in November, December. And then I was in Berlin until January, where I left to Bangkok to do the third semester. 
and then coronavirus happened. Um, and then I was in this position where, you know, tourists were getting scared off. I was getting emails that were saying the work is going to be, the season's going to be starting later. Then Germany closed its borders. And I really only had the choice between waiting it out in Thailand where, you know, I couldn't, I didn't have a job and didn't see how I could, you know, if this lasts for a very long time, I, I didn't know how I would be able to keep myself alive for, you know, in the medium term. So I then couldn't get to Germany because I don't have um, permanent residency. So the choice, there was no choice. <laughs> I, I, I um, took the like last flight out of Bangkok. Um, they'd cancelled all the other flights. This was a special flight. And when they get, when we were leaving, they said, this is the last flight. <laughs> um, so it felt like a helicopter flying out of Saigon um, in 70, oh God, 74, 73. I have no idea. <laughs> this is a podcast. I have no idea. It's like a 76 maybe, no? Oh, I don't know. Uh, that seems too late. Yeah. yeah, anyway. But but how, can, um, can you talk a little bit about like how that how that flight was? Well, was it weird? Well, how many people were on board and stuff? Yeah, so um, I, I agonized about the decision to leave because I have been in Berlin for four years and I love Berlin and I love my life there and I don't have a life really in Australia. I have friends and I have family, but I don't have a life here. So I waited and the situation just kept getting worse. So, um, yeah, I I booked a flight eventually, but I had a, an apartment with a pool on the roof. So I wanted to give myself as much time as possible. So I booked for the Friday and then um, on like the they declared a state of emergency on the Tuesday and said that all flights up to in uh, up to Thursday were cancelled which my flight was on like Friday morning at like 12:30 a.m so that flight was cancelled and then um, I had to book another flight with uh, the Australian carrier Qantas and then so I got on that, got to the airport and, you know, saw people with the hazmat kind of gear on, like passengers. And I was like, well, this is kind of weird. And then saw enough people that were dressed like that to for it not to be weird anymore. Um, and then, yeah, we got like there was, the airport wasn't too crowded, got on the flight. And then it was, yeah, just like the flight was completely full. I like was had my I had my face mask on the entire time except for when I was eating food and um yeah and then got to Sydney airport uh eight and a half hours later and then they said social distancing one and a half meters like be beware be socially distant and it was like it's too late <laughs> you know like we've been 250 people or whatever you know cheek to jowl on this this eight and a half hour flight so if anyone's got coronavirus you know we're all at risk so um that was weird um then got like on a on a plane got, the airport was complete there was hardly any people there we went through like this quarantine process and then um we uh, touched down in melbourne 
Um, and then I got a taxi from the airport and the taxi driver said he'd been waiting for seven hours for a flight to come in. Um, so that's like how few flights there were. And yeah, just there, there's, there's, there's nobody traveling at the moment. They've just brought back a bunch of, um, passengers that have come from South America, um, that were on cruise liners and stuff. So I think it's pretty much like the, 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 um, the the door is closed in in when you got back to australia you had to self-quarantine for 14 days yeah so there was an apartment in altona which is a suburb of melbourne and i uh, i ended up getting uh a taxi back to them unfortunately my family had like sorted me out with some with food and um, alcohol, very important, um, and the internet was just terrible. Like, I know I shouldn't complain. Like, I I wasn't in like a government quarantine or anything like that, but it was like dial up fifty six k stuff or something. So that that's why I couldn't speak to you there. What 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 was the the, the apartment? Was it who, whose apartment was it? It's like a friend of my dad's who um, very kindly put um, her rental apartment um, into the use of anyone who needed it for the purposes of quarantine. So, yeah, that was really good. When have you gotten out, when have you gotten out of quarantine? Uh, literally this afternoon. Yeah, Jesus. so I had 14 days by myself, um, uh, which, to be honest, like, like, I'd say nine or ten of those days were were quite nice. <laughs> like it was fine. I don't, uh, you know, it was it was um, everybody else was inside, so I was having lots of nice conversations and stuff. But I think around the day nine, day ten, I was just I was going a bit mental, and I just I I really not having, you know, not going for a run, not having that exercise component was. I was doing, you know, a home workout. It's just not the same, you know. Um, so um, I got out today and, um, yeah, it, it felt like a short prison sentence or something. I know it, it, it was not like that. It was more like it was it was more um, unsung Sue Chi rather than Nelson Mandela, you know. But <laughs> it was like it still it, it felt weird to be by myself. I mean, my dad came by and visited me and you know we talked through the fly screen uh, uh door <laughs> like like a prison visit or something like that um and we we talked every day so that was nice um but yeah i was ready to leave by the end well you, you said you, you were just going nuts a little bit well what, what does that look like um i i would say just like you know, having just a bit more of a short fuse, you know, like just getting really frustrated with like the internet situation and um, just kind of like I, I, I pretty much like made a routine for myself and I was, you know, to keep myself sane and I was kind of sticking to that quite well at the start and then just, you know, the more things went on, the more like lethargic I got and there's kind of, and um yeah, the more kind of like self-motivated it had to be. So then there were some good days and some bad days. And um, yeah, I think it's mainly just the exercise. Like you just really wanted to go for a walk, go for a run. You know, Melbourne is quite nice this time of um, year. You can have some really nice, sunny, not too hot days. And so, you know, 
I know that there's a beautiful lake down the road. I wanted to just have a run, and it, yeah, I couldn't do it. What What have you been thinking about in the last couple of weeks? Like, what what has been what has been on your mind? Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it's interesting, I suppose. Like, uh, so one one of the things that I've been doing for the last uh, few years is I've been, you know, like a, a a bit of a climate change activist, and so I've thought quite deeply about climate change and read, you know, quite a lot about it. You know, the um, ecological situation that we're in. Um, so I think you get. I think the way that I've dealt with Corona is it feels very similar to that. And that is like you read about it and you, you think about it, but you can only have so much of the day that, um, that you do that. And then you kind of, I don't know, you avoid it a little bit and you, you just give yourself a bit of time to process. So I say I've kind of like been, back and forth between, you know, talking to people, reading about it, thinking about it um, some of the time. And then most of the time, I think I've been trying to just give myself some time to process, you know, what is a like quite a big change, I suppose. You, you, uh, you were doing this, this master's um, program. You've been a guide in Berlin also during that time. Um, what, what is your future look like in in terms of being a guide or even living in berlin like what wh- wh- what are your thoughts about that yeah i mean it's um if you have any you know like uh oh i've got plenty yeah i've got plenty of thoughts about that yeah so um yeah i guess first off you know like being a guide in berlin has been the most satisfying rewarding job that I've done I think that like just the people that you get to meet the breadth of experiences and you know different types of people and hearing their stories you know is a real kind of pleasure and then basically to do it it's like very rare in the modern day there's you know this idea that most jobs are bullshit jobs um and that's so true like I did a bullshit job for for a long time where it could have been anybody that did my job um and I would say that there's just a huge amount of administration jobs that are like that so it was really special for me to to do this job and you know to to put myself into it and to like have all the uh to talk about all the amazing history that has gone on in Berlin is like something that's inspiring every day and to be in the places, you know, it's very hard to be bored in that job. You know, it's, um, it's a really special job. Um, so looking to the future, you know, all I see is, is, um, storm clouds and all I see, uh, is uncertainty. Um, so, from my perspective, it's really difficult to know because I'm in Australia. It's not just about the tourism industry starting again in Germany, the quarantine, like lockdowns ending, and then, you know, getting back to, 
to regular life when the people come back. You know, I, I've I've got to find a way to get back to Berlin if I can. Um, and it looks like air travel is going to be quite difficult um, for a while, and perhaps even just available to the very rich. I, I don't know. You know, nobody really knows the future of that industry. So, I mean, I look ahead and I would love to continue my life in Berlin and love to continue my life as a tour guide. But, you know, if it if it comes down to it, perhaps that's not possible. So, you know, I, it's something I've been thinking about. You know, I've got so many friends, such a community, you know, and being a tour guide is also about the community. You know, there are, there are, there are quite a lot of us there and it's just such a great, group of people so you know it wouldn't be something that i would do lightly but i've been considering my tour guide mortality yeah and i I figure also this is it's still quite early on we still don't know exactly what's going on or what's going to happen in the in the well near but also even medium to long-term future um and dude you've just been (laughs) in quarantine for 14 days a hell of a ride to get out of bangkok um and I, I guess you're just also happy now to sort of be in a slightly normal place with your family as well. What what are you what are you planning to do in the next couple of days? Um, short term, I I can't really see that many of my friends. Um, I'm in a bit of a situation where uh, my dad is 82 and he's got um, asthma, so he's in the highest risk category. So I really am trying to like limit all of my exposure to outside the outside world so anything that i do you know i'm going to be doing socially distant and the the rules are quite strict at the moment i think it's like germany you can only meet one other person so the next couple of days i'm i'm going to be doing some uni work i think i'm going to definitely be doing some exercise and going for going for some runs and um and yeah just you know, like the best thing is being able to hang out with my dad and, you know, but then hanging out with my sister, I'm going to go down and stay with her. So, yeah, that, that's what I look like. That's what my life looks like in the short term. And that, that makes total sense, right? I mean, it's 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 all about sort of dealing with uh, on a with it on a day by day basis. And uh, for you, it, it feels like you have a bunch of other priorities before looking at the long term future. Um I, I wanna I wanna thank you so much for for having this uh, conversation with me, Campbell. Maybe in the future we can check up again and see where your head's at, and maybe if anything has changed, if if your attitudes towards yeah your future have, have changed. I'd, I'd be really interested to to figure out and to know what's uh, what's going on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I guess, like to be honest, I I've come come across sounding like quite glass half empty. But um, I think I think the uh, all my hopes and dreams is to hope to to get back soon. But um, you know, it, it just everything is it, everything is going one direction at the moment. It's very difficult to 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 know when it's going to you know come up the other side. So yeah, I, I mean, I'm hoping that I'll get back and you know we'll be. Yeah, I'll be I'll be with you in Berlin, and you know we'll be able to talk about this crazy experience um, one day. Absolutely, man. 
I wish you, um, yeah, the best in the next couple of wo- days and weeks. Um, it was great to chat to you, and um, I hope great. we can uh, speak soon. Yeah, thanks for doing this, Vuta. This is great. This is uh, like such a good uh, project to do. Awesome, man. I'll I'll speak to you soon, man. Take care. All right, cheers. Bye. Campbell, my dear man, I hope you're doing well. And I think I speak on behalf of all of us that we hope that you can make it back to Berlin very, very soon. We were listening to Stephen Gibson yesterday, who was in a very similar situation, but in the end decided to make a dash for Berlin. Campbell, unfortunately, had no other choice than to go to Melbourne. It must be real tough to know that you've got a home in Berlin, a group of friends that you can be with during this crisis, and by the end, not even sure that you're going to be able to return either. It looks like air travel is going to be quite difficult um, for a while and perhaps even just available to the very rich. I I don't know. Flying to Australia has never been cheap, but with all the cancelled flights and airlines going out of business, who knows what air travel will look like in the future. Maybe these distant places will become less accessible again, with people sticking to regional travel only. Maybe it's just going to be ships and sailing again, although... I'm also not sure that these floating death boats have done a lot of good for the cruising industry. If you had a good time listening to the low season, do let me know. I really appreciate the feedback and just hearing from you guys. If you know of anybody that definitely needs to be on this show or you'd like to see the podcast take a certain direction, shoot me a message at thelowseasonpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe on Overcast or CastBox, iTunes or Spotify to never miss an episode. Tomorrow, we're back with an episode of a guy that is stuck on the other side of the world. Rob Willis, his wife and their six-month-old baby are in Brazil at the moment. She's up and ready to party at about 4.30. Music is by Mark Schilders, artwork by Sergio Membrias. Georgia Briungus creating everything, literally everything that you see around this podcast. Speak soon, my friends. Um, I'm in Australia. You knew that, right?